You can take a deep breath with me. Welcome to Stream of Conscious Wes. I am Conscious Wes, AKA Wes. Welcome to the podcast. This is the first episode of our newest season. That's right, folks. This is the new season. It's about time. I feel like I, I've been living in a mode a little bit where there's like old things that I've recorded that I'm holding on to that are almost like clogging up the vein of creativity with the old recordings and the things that I've said that I connect with, but that are now from weeks, months ago that I haven't taken the opportunity to dive back into. And it's interesting how there's a level of guilt that arises in me when something like that happens, you know? Like perhaps a similar feeling is like when you have a bunch of drafts in your TikTok page profile and you're like, You've recorded, you know, 40% of something or 80% of something or you've recorded everything, but you need to edit it or you want to go in and add in certain captions and that's going to take some time and it never makes it high enough up on your priority list. And for me, part of why that's hard is that I'm, I'm not really tapping into what my priorities are on a regular basis. And this goes back to some stuff I've been talking about on TikTok recently. And TikTok has been a place where I've had these moments of tapping in and making three, four minute videos about little stuff like this. And, and I know that jumping in here vibing with the stream and letting myself get carried away and letting us right so that I get like imagine this this is season seven this is this is what we're tuned in for people okay imagine this we are on a boat on a river in a place that no one has ever been or interesting imagine me here we go imagine me <laughs> it's like i'm on camera and i'm on a boat on the river of the banks of my own consciousness and awareness and and my own trauma and my own difficult experiences and my own 
internal beliefs about myself and about the world and about where I fit in it and about what I'm capable of. And as I sit in this boat, it's more like a kayak. I'm navigating around telling you guys what I'm seeing because it's so unique. And like, you know that feeling? Tag this for TikTok. You know that feeling when you know that you are really unique? Where Whatever it might be, whether it's just something that you've been thinking, an experience that you've had, or a way that you do something, or a choice that you make, or something that you love, or a piece of art that you've made, especially. Making art, that's some shit where you can see a part of yourself that is shining out through this medium of how, through working through your hands and through your your vision and through color and intention and and skill and practice like all this stuff builds slowly up towards something which is like like we're telling stories without even realizing it my good friend Tessa is an art therapist and that really excites me that idea of having someone direct their attention at me and prompt me with art and to analyze what I'm doing and and so yeah you know that feeling when you feel like you're unique but you kind of have this internalized belief that that that's actually a bad thing that you've kind of felt like you needed to train yourself to cover up certain aspects of your uniqueness in order to make it or in order to not have a bumpy ride through the social atmosphere of life whether it be when we're young or whether it be right the fuck now like there still is this sea and this awareness of who's looking my way and how is what i would do all alone in this park or in my room or in my car how is that changed when there's someone right over there next to me like and what does that say about how committed and passionate i am to the thing i want to do right but i think more so it's looking at the other side which is what is going on in my brain that tells me that being perceived by people in certain situations isn't safe, you know? Like, 
and I and we do that all the time and it doesn't have to be safe as in like someone's gonna you know be mad or anything like that it's like I wouldn't be saying the same stuff that I'm saying on this episode of my podcast right now if I was saying this in my living room with my roommates even like in the other room in, in the kitchen even if I couldn't see them even if they were in their room with the door cracked I'm still aware that I'm could be being heard and that's how it is out in public you could be being watched i drive around a lot these days and i'm i i look at the people who are pedestrians walking along the street's edge waiting at the bus stop waiting at the crosswalk like i'm looking at these people and i'm not looking at them with the intention of judging them profiling them assuming things about them but as we do our brains fill in the gaps of the things that we see to help us feel as if we have a better understanding of our environment right so it's like it's like the way that you would be like more alert out in the wild when you hear something in the underbrush where it's like that could just be like a a bunny rabbit or like uh you know a little what's something small or like a little um uh what am i thinking of like a badger no that's like crazy um like a I don't know, a squirrel, right? Something, a deer. But you need to assume that it's a mountain lion, right? Like, and so you're taking the stimuli of rustling in the brush, in the bushes, and you're drawing these conclusions. You're filling in these gaps with what is the scenario you need to be the most prepared for if that were the case. So then take it from the crushing in the brush and bring that to me wanting to record a dance video in this empty parking lot, but there's somebody over there. Right? I'm like, okay, most likely this person isn't really going to give a fuck and isn't going to look at me or like is going to leave in the next two minutes anyway, right? But this person could, in my mind, look over at me, judge me, laugh at me, ridicule me, come over to me and say, hey, loser, TikTok star, get off your fucking phone, dipshit. Like, that's like what I'm afraid of. And I'm not really going to go think of that fake scenario. Because if I do, I'm kind of going to recognize, actually, yeah. The likelihood of that happening is really crazy. Also, when you play out a scenario like that, I can recognize, oh my God. If this crazy worst case scenario were to happen... 
I'd still be okay. I mean, maybe there's worse, right? Maybe that's not worst case. This person can come over and kill me, but it's like, right? It's like worst case, okay, imagine your death. It's like, what are we doing? So, yeah. And when I'm driving on the street, judging the people in their, in their clothes and I'm without meaning to, I'm assuming everyone's gender. And it's like, in the same way when I can now recognize where I'm like, oh my God, I've been, yeah, I assume gender. I gender profile at all times, kind of. With just a glance at a person, I'm like automatically putting them into a man or woman box in my head. And that's just so interesting to look at. Where it's like, you know, or so then when I translate this, this recognition of how I act and what I do, especially when most of my life I've been doing that without knowing, right? Or without being conscious that that's going on. It's just natural and it seems like normal. I think that we are all, we all do the same thing, obviously with race, where it's like, yeah, I look at people who don't have white skin and something profiles them into not white and something that says I don't I'm not as aware or I'm not as comfortable around uh, non-white people but a part of me is afraid to admit that and a part of me is going to be like no no and I think then shutting down that ability to recognize that that may or may not be the case is then how that continues. It's how shit is perpetrated. Perpetuated. It's like, it's how the, like, never forget what happened in history or it's doomed to repeat itself or whatever the quote is, where it's like, never forget, or like never don't be recognizing what's going on in your judgment of everything and everyone around you like those seem related to me those two quotes where it's like you're it's like not not that it's as simple as judging a book by its cover right but like some really good books have some really shitty covers and vice versa and so it's like yeah like you know also, like, someone's shitty cover is someone's good cover, right? So then all of a sudden, I'm, like, thinking that I know what a good cover and what a shitty cover is. And so then I'm, like, okay, I do recognize that I consciously know that a good book isn't only hidden behind what I perceive to be as a good cover. But the people in my life and like the systems around me are showing me good cover, good cover, good cover, good cover, good cover, good cover, stories about how good cover books are epic, like all this shit. My mom saying this good cover books epic, like all this confirmation bias and, you know, top 2% most popular 
the tippity tippity most popular type shit you know the alchemist comes to mind where it's like yeah this is like a really good story and like but it's just like there are really good videos on tiktok that don't go viral that doesn't mean it's not a really fucking good video i think a lot of us start watching a tiktok video looking over at how many likes the video has to start to prime ourselves for how willing we are to pay attention or how valuable how how focused in we're going to be on this tiktok video right one like i'm probably like lifting up my finger to be like all right i'm about to probably skip this if it doesn't grip me 2.3 million likes it pops up i'm like okay what is this if it's something that if it's a type of video i enjoy i'm like let's go it's probably about to be dope right then we get to like if it's 50k likes i'm like all right 400 likes then i start to feel like okay maybe this video is on the come up right maybe it's like a cute niche little fun video that type of stuff all while not before or after all while this video has started and i'm consuming the content this whole judgment system is just like it's going on under the radar and so i think really like a big part of what all this has been is this is all kind of a metaphor for just like the bigger aspect of our lives which is like what am i pushing down to my subconscious because it's easier for it to be there than for it to be on my plate every day i don't want to be butting up against these hard truths or against a behavior that i'm doing that i want to change so i'm going to i'm going to stop drop my awareness of it so that i don't feel bad and so i don't have to address it so i don't have to change it i do want to change it though consciously and then the big you know thing that i'm very not proud of is that i do want to change it but i don't change it when somebody i love comes to me knowing both of these things and says hey i think yeah you should change this i'm noticing it all of a sudden whew, my freaking defensive nature not even my defensive nature my thorny like being poked comes out and it's like this feeling of not wanting to accept that i'm i can't control something or that there's something out of my control or that 
someone else is pointing out something telling me I, I can't control myself or that I'm not doing what I said I would. And I'm, and I just want to be like, I know I'm going to change on my own. <coughs> like, and I see my fucking dad in me. I think that's my fucking dad. Just not wanting for the vulnerable thing that he doesn't like for him about himself to be acknowledged or let alone touched so it could be nurtured and healed and, and, and cleaned and, and wrapped up in a bandage. Like that type of shit can happen if you let it be exposed and if you let yourself be at the mercy of what someone's opinion of you might be. Even if it's your dearest loved one, your partner, right? Or your best friend, your mom, your sister. And so I think like in recognizing that this is like one of the greatest truths of life is that the stuff that I put in the dark grows, which makes me ashamed of it more, which makes me want to shove it more, which makes it grow more, which makes it start to feel like it has control over me. Something that I don't want, something that I'm trying to get rid of, but I'm not really getting rid of it. I'm just trying to hide the evidence well, that was a huge part of my childhood. Hide the evidence and I'm good. That's my fucking motto, dude. Hide the evidence. I'm good. Steal money from my sister's room. Don't leave a trace. Eat the last box of cheese it. Che I don't know. Eat the, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to. I was like, eat the best box of Cheez-Its, get another box. But I'm like, I didn't get no another box. Like, eat all the Cheez-Its, leave 15 at the bottom so that I ain't no culprit. I didn't eat the last of them. Somebody who's going to reach for it still has enough to say there was enough to have. And I didn't leave five. You know? So, like... Figuring out, like, I had a butane vaporizer in high school, and one time my dad found my bottle of butane in my backpack or something, or in my car. He's like, what is this? And I was like, oh, yeah, my friends, we, 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 uh, they got that for their grill out, we grilled out in their backyard, and they just got a little... Thing, they left it in my car and he's like oh okay do they need it back and I was like no he's like oh cool well I'll put it in the garage so then now my butane to my vaporizers in the garage so now for the next coming months literally because it didn't need that much butane and the butane was kind of expensive and it was right there in the garage but every single time I had to fucking I if I if I couldn't make it home for lunch when my parents were gone to fill up my shit, I'd have to sneak out into the garage. Be like, okay, 
Here we go. Sneak out. Hold the door open as long as I could, like so that it wouldn't bang, so that my dad would know. But then start filling it up and then let it drop and then go over and grab a soda can because we kept our soda cans in the garage and then put that in my pocket and finish it. And then sometimes my I'd hear my dad coming upstairs and then I'd go over, put the vape like in my waistband of my pants and then like grab the cola and be opening it as I'm running. I'd be like, what's up? I'd be like, hey, what's, what you doing? I'm like just grabbing a Coke, diet Coke. My parents only had diet, but again, I just want to highlight this stuff because it's like this is stuff that I want to keep in the dark like this is just the the freaking peeping through the peephole of the type of shit that I've learned to do and learned to secretize and learned to prioritize and learn to dissociate from like and I think especially like I don't know. It feels like the world is, is just like, I don't know, crazy where it's a lot easier to be isolated and it's a lot easier to just be binging unchecked on our vices at all times and that that can lead to us feeling desperate, depressed, isolated, like rot like tired uh, like furious with the way things are desperate for change like I don't know so yeah I, I just wanna like hone in on sharing the hardest shit of my life because that's the fucking juice that's the nutrients that's the flavor like it's everything but basically what i think a lot of us have learned over the over our lives is that other people have the juice you fucking buy juice. You fucking watch TV every night. You fucking buy your juice. Simply lemonade, you know, got the pulp. It tastes really fresh, right? Everybody knows how to make shit taste fresh. Everybody knows how to make characters that feel like your fucking friends. That feels like I can watch How I Met Your Mother back and feel like, oh, Ted, <laughs> like, you know, Neil Patrick Harris, I forget his character's name. Like all these people that I, like, you can just, I can watch a, you know, I can watch an amazing podcast, feel connected to someone being vulnerable. Like, let's go. Let's take steps in the next direction. You know what the next direction is after this? You come to do coaching with me and Lane where we're doing three month coaching containers for helping people with the relationships in their life. Parents, romantic, intimate, friend, platonic, poly, monogamous. Um, so that's coming 
in 2023. So be looking out for that. Like real talk. Like this is the real fucking juice of life. And it's there to be shown. You know? Where it's like, I don't have juice to offer you. I'm not selling juice. I'm showing the process of mining mine and I'm showing you where it comes from. I'm telling you what it tastes like. I'm telling you the difficult steps of, like how do we juice things? Let's just like say you take a lemon, never been touched, pluck it off a tree. Does it have juice? Hell yeah, but how do you get the juice? There isn't just juice. You have to like aggravate the juice, right? You have to first get to the juice, cut the lemon open, right? That is being aware of what's going on inside you. Cutting open the lemon, being aware of what's going on inside you, okay? Next, the lemon's cut open. There's probably a little juice right where you cut it, but you can't just you can't just pour half a lemon into a cup. How do you squeeze that shit? Right? Because in mining our own juice, we are both the hand and and the lemon, where we are feeling how it feels to be down, squeezed, like cut open, exposed. Our juicy, jittery flesh could drop out of us and get all over the floor and get something sticky on accident. The, our feelings and emotions aren't always clean and, and staying right where we go. When we squeeze, shit will fly everywhere. Like, like, that's just like the messiness of our emotions. That's just like how hard it is to get to the stuff without it making a mess. Like you're gonna have to wash your hands. This is a crazy analogy, but it's really good, right? And that's the juice. The juice is our fucking real, actual shit. In this analogy, the lemon peel is some fucking bullshit walls that we put up that has it's like paper macheing our our tender we're like tender little um peelless lemons <laughs> soft pokey no no sorry <laughs> soft and juicy tender like vulnerable right but we year after year oh my god we're these little naked lemons. We've been going like dunking ourselves in paper mache, dyeing ourselves ye yellow to be the best lemons. It's like our clothes, our makeup, our, our, our fashion. This is our paper mache. These, this is our walls so that we feel like everyone else around us because everyone we've ever met has been a yellow lemon with a peel.
you know? And it's like, maybe we are born with peels and everyone's just told us, don't ever touch your peel. And like part of us, like shaving off some of the peel to get to our realness is when we get tattoos. It's when we get piercings. Is when we go against the grain. It's when we dye our hair. It's when we share things that make other people uncomfortable. And they're like, oh my God, that person is exposed. Ah, uh, how embarrassing for them. People say about us. People will say that about me. People will say that. Who? The people who are afraid of that. So, like, I get being afraid of it. And I feel like a part of the journey is to be sending out a message again and again and again said in just slightly different ways as the years go by that will at some point hit a note strike a chord open up an epiphany allow some introspection and i don't know like i think the biggest thing here season seven is that like i feel like i th i think i've felt previously to now that i had to like polish myself up in order to shine and i now know that my shine is the way that i am polish isn't bad it makes things look awesome but polish because it's the only way you feel you're allowed to be seen as you know like imagining like thinking about like polished instagram feeds you know like cool that's you know but that's a, that's a type of polish like there's a level of like a polished Instagram feed. Like if it's like a, if it's like a T, if it's like a bar chart, it's like the more polished the Instagram feed, the less like your authenticity is going to be reaching the people who follow you. Not to say that you can't have a, a polished feed with, with authenticity included, but I'm just saying it's like, it can, but that's just, we don't need to talk about Instagram feeds. Can we take a couple more deep breaths? So just so everyone knows, um, I'm about to be doing a lot more live streams um in 2023 and that's part of the stream of conscious west brand um and it's a part of building forging showing connection is to have that type of community vibe to be a part of the content and, and the and the the thought exploration you know it's like my life is thought exploration and that's where i light up and that's like what is so fucking exciting to me 
And now the content creation capturing that and helping me feel motivated to do the exploring, like these things are intertwining, they're ready to merge, they're itching to explode out of the box, they're busting to get to your earlobes and to be expressed through my, through me and my mind. And so from here on out, and here I go, like from here on out, you're going to be hearing from me, the most authentic guy that I can be. Let's get it, get it, get it, get it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So as we see, Wes just jumped into a little bit of a character. And um, when that happens, that can be a little bit of a mask because perhaps Wes feels a little bit like, uh-oh, do I have anything more to talk about? Or that I kind of meandered away from the vulnerable part. I think I was, I think even part of me felt like using the word introspection and saying, you just need some introspection. It has this feel where it's like, I don't want to be that guy. But I also do because it's like, I'm really just saying this to myself. Because as powerful as, as introspective moments have been, they've been few and far between in a lot of ways for me. And I feel like perhaps that might be surprising to some people. I think I, I do show up here a little bit with a mask on. And that's just what I was trying to say. And as I tried to say it, I put a mask on. But here and now, this actually is real to me. And like I said, like I am not a paper mache dunked, yellow, polished ass lemon. I am a sweet juicy, I guess sour because I'm a lemon, <laughs> sweet, sour, juicy, tender, exposed, little, gorgeous fruit of life. And there's a lot of epic deliciosity to be made with my juice. And the only way that a delicious lemonade, better than simply lemonade, can be made is by getting that juice out of me first. We don't, we're not giving our juice away, but we're showing it. And in that showing it, it gives other people a, a simply a taste of what is a part of who we are. So juice yourself, even if it's just today, even if it's just by yourself a little bit in your room, give yourself a little taste of your epic juice <laughs> and I will catch you next time on the stream. Thank you for journeying down the river of me, mind matey journey river of me is that good we're gonna find it thank you for journeying thank you for kayak listening watching me watch me watch um 
White Lotus, if you haven't seen it, HBO. I wouldn't necessarily like get HBO just to watch it. But I think if you're interested in experimenting, perhaps even for the holiday season, I think maybe they have a one month free trial. But either way, it's not that expensive if you want to do it for a couple months. Like, honestly, I think that's a real way to do it. My family has a Netflix that I don't pay for. My family has a HBO that I don't pay for. My partner Lane has an, uh, a Hulu that I don't pay for. So I'm pretty chilling. Oh, and, and Disney Plus, like I got all that shit and I don't pay for it. So it's like, if you are in a position where you're paying for that, I feel like you just be like, give, go two months HBO. Uh, what's on there is, is Ted Lasso on there? That's not for everybody, but I like that show. White Lotus. I can't think of much more off the top of my head. Um, but there's some other cool stuff. Also, guys, if you've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, that is some shit. Like, get in there on a curb binge on HBO for a couple months. Like, there's a lot of seasons. A couple weeks, maybe, depending on how fast you watch. Um, that's good shit, and it really holds up. Like, there's lots of... It's a really great com social commentary and, like, a poking at social norms. It's... Like, you know how Seinfeld was? Like, this is just, like, the... Like, it's like Seinfeld, if Seinfeld could be rated R, like, no laugh track, bare bones, like, getting, like, no hiding behind any weird shit, any weird character. It's, like, real fucking life. It's, like, a re... It seems like a reality doc-type filming, but it's really good. Anyway, yeah. Thank you. Let's fucking go. Season seven. I don't know if you guys know this, but seven has been my fucking number Mwah! lately. So we're about to vibe on season seven. Welcome to season seven, my dudes. I think I'm going to try to record a freestyle later today to include with this episode. So just know that this is from today and... I'll see you next time on the stream. Stay, stay afloat. Do I say that shit? Like, keep floating. Or like, keep floating. Keep floating. Float on. <laughs> Swim on, my friends. Swim on, my little fishies. That's a good one. Welcome to this. Thanks for joining me, Conscious West, in the stream. Swim on, my little fishies, and I'll catch you next week. Peace. Wow, wow. Fading out, fading in Feeling like I'm always reaching for the next moment Fading out, fading in Fading into existence All my mind is on the highway I'll take to get somewhere else tomorrow I like to look instead Likely I'm feeling like I'm on the downhill But you could not be proud I look at you and you've been looking down Fade in, fade out You don't always really have to count 
all of your achievements I've been looking for the reason To fade in and fade out I'm gonna make this life really count Showing up in a way that I'm proud I used to feel some type of way I felt like life was on delay Like I was waiting for someone else to say Here you go Here's the life you've dreamed Here you go Right into my lap Here you go Yeah, right Here you go, baby Here you go I've been feeling like I want my life to really count Fade in and fade out I've been searching for a reason to look into your eyes Fade in and fade out I'm gonna make my life really count Fade in and fade out This love is overflowing, can you feel it now? Fade and fade out My love, can you see it? It's strong and I'm learning how Fade in and fade out Fade in and fade out So... I believe in you And I believe that we are the ones we were meant to find right here in this moment Fade in, fade out Comes back around Go easy on yourself It's gonna be okay